Welcome to the realm of heroes and monsters. Story time with your host, A.P. Fuchs. Stories of intrigue, stories of horror, stories of superheroics, stories of monsters. Get ready, the thrill ride begins. Welcome back to a new episode of the realm of heroes and monsters story time with me your host AP Fuchs so we're thinking about superpowers these days and you know as a superhero writer and a superhero fan I was thinking we've pretty much covered all the bases of superpowers I mean throughout the history of comics the history of super fiction I mean, you think of any kind of superpower, somebody already has it. Somebody already is able to do those things, you know. I mean, even if you look at, um, like, Marvel and DC, like, this... I mean, let's, let's do it here. Like, we got we got Superman, and then we got Sentry. We got Batman, we got Daredevil. We got Flash, we got Quicksilver. You know, we have Aquaman, we got Submariner. Like... <laughs> Is that parallels are, are, are crazy there, right? You know, big bad cosmic bad guy, Thanos, and then we have Darkseid. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? You know, Firestorm, and then we got Firestar. So, I mean, it's, it's hard as a, as a superhero creator to come up with a unique superpower. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, even when I created Axiom Man, I mean, I mean, there's powers that I love, that if, you know, if I were ever given superpowers, it'd be really cool to have, right? So that, I picked my favorites, right? So actually a man can fly, uh, which is actually two powers in one, and I'll explain that in a second. And then, um, so he can fly, he's got super strength, and he shoots his energy beams from his eyes. His other power, which he's been developing, is a kind of a glowing, very, very subtle glowing, like, probably super subtle, but basically a kind of a glow that goes over his body and it acts as kind of like a mini shield. It, I mean, like if you stab him with a knife dead on, yeah, you're gonna penetrate that shield and you're gonna get him. But if you took like a slash at him, um, the blade scraping across that shield, he'd be protected. So it's, it's a, a helpful tool for him, but it's not like a definitive tool for him. Um, but anyway, yeah, back to his flight. So yeah, I was thinking, you know, flight as a superpower, is actually two powers, right? Because flight is, is what? It's one, defying gravity, okay? So that's, that's the flying part of it. But two, you have to move. You can't just, like a superhero can't just float up on the spot and then be expected to be like super heroic. Maybe, yeah, if you did some Matrix-like, you know, Kung Fu stuff, you could rise up, float there for a second and kick the guy in the head, sure. But um, other than that, super, super, or flight comes with by default, super speed, you know? I mean, even even a human, right? Like, how fast can you run at most? Like, even our top Olympic sprinters. Yeah, they could really book it, and, and it's admirable for what they can do, and that's all, you know, hopefully natural. But flight, yeah, if you were to get from point A to point B, I mean, you gotta be moving, you know, at a minimum of, you know, to keep your time within reason. 50, 60 kilometers an hour, at least that, right? Well, no human being could run at that speed. No human being can walk at that speed. There's no part of our body that we could use to move ourselves and propel ourselves along at that speed. So flight, by default, is a two-power power. 
so to speak. So anyway, but yeah, but in terms of like coming up with superpowers for, for heroes or villains, it's a, it's tough, man. I mean, it's hard. You know, I think the, the formula needs to be basically the idea that, you know, you have your, well, let's just pick an arbitrary number. Let's say you have your handfuls, so like five, right? It's five, like a handful of powers that you like. Um, then the only way to kind of make it unique is two two ways. One is just having your unique combination of powers. Your list of five compared to someone else's list of five is going to be different. So you have your sort of combination there. So that's your unique part in that aspect. And then the other part is just the extent of those powers, you know. And <clears throat> when I when I was writing Axiom Man, when I first started the, the series, I had to make a choice. I had to choose how powerful I wanted him to be. You know, I didn't want him to be completely vulnerable slash just, you know, a, a athletic human, you know, like a, like a Batman type of guy. Um, I wanted him to have powers, but at the same time, I didn't want to make him so powerful where, you know, every battle, every fight, every everything is, is just, he's going to clean up house, no problem. Like that makes, that's no exciting reading that way, right? And at the same time too, you can't constantly have your hero go to a bad guy of equivalent or more power either. You can't have that as your regular thing, right? And that's, that's it just gets repetitive. Like now and then, yes, that it's great for an exciting story, but other than that, yeah, it just gets, like it's, it's redundant, right? It just goes over and over and it's the same thing. So the other way to mix up your superhero or supervillain when you're creating them is not only have your unique uh, little list of powers for them, but then you could, Give them limits on what that each of their powers can do. So, like when I started with Aximan, for example, um, he discovered when he was learning his powers, uh, he had a limit on, say, for example, for flight. Yeah, 60 kilometers an hour. That's as fast as he can go. So, if he had to go someplace 100 kilometers away, it's going to take him about an hour and a half, hour 35 minutes or so to get there. Um, you know, uh, likewise his strength. I capped it thousand pounds. That's it, right? That's it. And then there's, there's a scene in the first book where like a car is hurled at in his direction. He has to catch this car, and yeah, because he could do a thousand pounds, you know, about half the weight of a car. It helps certainly absorb that blow, but at the same time, he certainly has it. <laughs> kind of gets taken out a little bit by it too, because again, there's something way beyond his his power ability. I mean, even the energy beams that he shoots from his eyes, I couldn't make them all powerful where he could like stare at a, I don't know, gas truck and like, bam, blow the whole thing up, you know, or stare at a building and blam, blow the whole thing up. You know, that's too much power. So I, I, I gave it where like the energy beams were more like, um, had the same sort of strength as like fine cutting lasers, like laser tools, you know. So it has these limits, right? And then that gives it interesting reading because then the superhero, and we could talk, it'd be mainstream or independent, it doesn't matter. The superhero then has to deal with the cap on their powers. They have a limit. And when they're in a situation that's above their limit, I mean, you could only imagine, right, being a superhero and knowing that you could do these amazing things and you're in this you know, fantastical situation where something really bad is going down and it's on you to fix it. And you know that your power set, even though it far exceeds those the abilities of mortal men, uh, is not enough to cut it. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to face. 
you know, it's no different than uh, bringing a knife to a gunfight. Same idea, right? Knife makes you, a knife carrying it on you makes you feel powerful. But a guy, then the other guy pulls a gun, that knife suddenly doesn't feel so powerful after all. So, yeah, so like superpowers is, is a tricky area. And I've yet to see um, a unique power come out of out of comics, out of movies, out of other literature. I just, I'm waiting for it. Um, the only one that I saw, I can't, oh, what was the name of the movie? I did a review on it and everything. And it was the group of friends and they um, were able to have telekinesis as a power. And the way the telekinesis was um, presented was very, very unique. And I really enjoyed how they did that. I want to say Chronicle. That's the name of the movie, Chronicle. Yeah, highly recommended. It's a superhero movie, but it's not a superhero movie. And, um, and it's kind of like the birth, uh, rather, of a superhero slash supervillain movie. Uh, the same, in the, kind of the same tone as Unbreakable, but not as uh, dramatic. And um, yeah, that was one, t one occasion where I saw a superpower used in a unique way. And I would suggest if you're out there creating superheroes, yeah, consider trying to bring something new to the table. Even if it's, if it's an old thing, an old concept, uh, take it and then turn it on its head. Give it something new. Give it a twist. Give it a turn and see what happens. So that's my challenge to the creators out there. That's also a challenge to myself. And I hope, uh, you know, going forward, all of us creators can come up with something unique and new for the readers so that readers can not go, oh, this again. And then instead we can, they can go, oh, this, cool. So let's, let's make that our goal. Anyway, enough rambling, enough superpower talk. Let's dive into story time. Let's get going right now. Episode 23, Warning. None of you believed me when I told you, and now you have to reap the consequences. Remember that calamity to come? Now it's here. You elected them. They will follow their path and drag you down it until all I said will come true. You all thought I was crazy despite me giving you four years of my life. Four whole years. I've seen what they've done or in your case, what they will do. There will be war. Your country will fall. But you decided to sit on your throne of western ease and comfort. It's hard to believe things will be difficult when you have the world at your fingertips and you live like kings compared to most others. Endless food, endless water, all the information and entertainment you can handle at the touch of a button. You spoiled, spoiled nation. And don't for a second think I'm judging you. I can't judge what I once was. But then I lived it. I saw what happened, so I came to warn you. I was honest and transparent and told you everything, even where I was from. Yet you laughed. So many of you laughed. Just a crazy old man who spent too much time squirreled away in a basement tinkering with old appliances and circuit boards. Many of you called me an idiot. I suppose on paper I am. 
What paper? I have no formal education or any degrees to my name, yet I found a way to come and warn you. I tried. I failed. I tried again and failed still. But I did my best and, in the end, it's all any of us can do. Unfortunately, I am only able to come and warn you once, otherwise I would go back and try again. My hope is when I return home that maybe some of you believe me, that maybe some of you took a chance and tried to stop this thing before it happened. But it's going to take more than a mere handful of believers. It's going to take thousands of you to make a difference. This note is being posted all over the internet and a hard copy is being left behind at the place I told you about, the place I'm leaving from. I even invited you to send me off, but no one showed. Goodbye. Hope things change. Sincerely, Teddy Stromholt. Teddy looked at the note, then folded it into quarters and anchored it to the grass with a stone. He left most of the note visible so anyone who came across it would see it. He glanced up at the afternoon sky and took in the sun one last time. With a sigh, he turned and entered the cone-like machine and shut its heavy iron door. Once inside, he sat in the armchair in the middle and glanced around at the controls. He pulled the lever and the interior of the machine crackled to life with glowing electrical tubes. A couple sparks flew and the circuitry hummed. Here's to the future, he said. Hope is different than the one I left. The machine jolted and he entered the time stream. Thanks for tuning in after the credits. This credit scene, I just want to simply give a pat on the back to every single podcaster out there. I just want to tell all you guys and gals, good job. Because you know what? Making a podcast is fun, but it's a lot of work. And there's a lot of thinking that has to go into it. Because each episode needs to be different than the one before. But at the same time, carrying the tone of whatever your podcast is about. So... Yeah, I'm recognizing that as a first-time podcaster, and I'm, I'm, yeah, now I'm starting to see the challenge of it. And yeah, it's not just you know a person blabbing. There's there's aspects to it. There's structure to it. There's there's things to consider, you know. And so I just want to give a pat on the back to all podcasters out there, those who do these types of shows, and uh, just say good job, keep going. And you know what? If you stumble and fall and have a goof up episode. No big deal, okay? Just 
take it with a bit of humility, show some humbleness, and move on to the next one. And uh, speaking of moving on to the next one, I hope to see you guys next week for a new episode of the Realm of Heroes and Monsters Storytime with me, A.P. Fuchs. In the meantime, go hang out at apfuchs.ca. Lots of media there, lots of entertainment. And again, we'll see you next week. Cheers.